Welcome to a very, very Pixar podcast. I am Sam Mulberry, and I am joined today by three of my favorite people in the world. Esme Mulberry. Mark Berry. And Levi Berry. And why are we calling this a very, very Pixar podcast? Because we all have fruit in our last name. We do. We are all, I am Mulberry, Esme's a Mulberry, you're a Berry, you're a Berry. We're all family. We're all berries. We're different <laughs> yeah. kinds of berries. Um, and why Pixar? Like, wh- uh, what are the origins of what we're doing here? Uh, I don't know. I really like Pixar. Mm-hmm. And I have probably been the most educated on them as a studio. If I were to pick a studio, because I've seen all of their movies and I've thought about their movies the most. Yeah, so so um, you're both big fans of Pixar. We talked about, uh, I think we started talking about this uh, around Easter time. Um, I heard you guys talking about it, and we're like, "Oh, this would be a great, this would be a great podcast." So we're gonna um, over the next couple of weeks, we're gonna put out four episodes, um, kind of highlighting uh, different aspects of kind of our collective love for Pixar. So for this first episode, what we really want to do is kind of talk a little bit about uh, our relationship to Pixar. You talked about this as a studio whose movie you or whose movies you particularly love. Um, so when you think about it, like I, I, maybe we'll even kind of do biography here. Um, let's start with you, Mark. Like how did you come to, how did Pixar come to be something that you love? What is your, what is your story with Pixar? I would say the reason I love it so much is it's like a studio that can do, it does kids movies, but it they can also, they successfully get a lot of like depth out of such a simple concept with a lot of their movies. Do you remember the first like Pixar movie that you, that you saw? Um, I think Ratatouille was the very first one I saw. I really love that movie to this day. I think it's amazing. How about you, Levi? Like, what, 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 what drew you to Pixar? Uh, I remember seeing like some of their movies when I was really young, but I remember the first movie I actively like looked forward to was um, Luca, uh, and then I saw that and I really liked it. And then uh, when we got a Disney Plus, per- oh wait, no, it was for that, but uh, and since we had a Disney Plus um, subscription, I just started watching all the Pixar movies and. So then, yeah, I started thinking about them, uh, watching reviews, and then I got really into Pixar. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Disney Plus is a big part of this because up until, what was that? That was probably fall of 2019, I think, is when Disney Plus uh, became a thing. Uh, like, you know, Pixar movies would be in theaters. You'd maybe, you know, own a DVD or something like that. But all of a sudden, when Disney Plus dropped, they were all there and you could explore and re-explore and watch and rewatch. Um are you guys rewatchers of Pixar movies? I mean do you do you go back and watch them again and again? Yeah. I we've probably seen each Pixar movie at least two times. Yeah, I'd say I'm a big Pixar rewatcher, especially for the ones that I like. Um and especially since they're like no now all very accessible. Um what's the Pixar movie you think you've seen the most times? That's a very because I haven't been counting, but it's either The Incredibles or Ratatouille. For me, it's definitely Ratatouille. <laughs> Esme, what is your what is your Pixar story? Because your uh, Mark and Levi, uh, we should say you're twins, so uh, you have the same age. How, how old are you guys? Uh, we're thirteen. Thirteen, Esme, you're fifteen, 15. I think, right? <laughs> uh, so, so like, what is your what is your Pixar? What's your earliest Pixar memory? Uh, 
I think in my memory, the first one I saw was Up. But I also remember watching Incredibles and Cars when I was really young. Yeah, I think those were kind of on a lot because yeah. your older brother, especially Cars, was a was a big yeah, favorite. Yeah, we so watched that, Cars a lot, and yeah. I remember that I couldn't pronounce any of the characters' names right. Yes, <laughs> and I remember your older brother Isaiah, who's the same age as as, uh, as Esme's older brother, uh, also was a big Cars fan. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a lot of Lightning McQueen, both in terms yeah. of like Cars toys, but also oh, that yeah. that was a movie that was sort of watched over and over and over. Yeah, Cars was like his favorite movie of like when we when I can remember. Cars was like on all the time whenever he had the TV. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say for me, I'm a little bit older than you guys. I was <laughs> born in the late 70s. So when uh, Toy Story came out, um, was 1995. That was my senior year of high school. And I think it came out in the, I think it came out in the summer. Um, uh, although it may, might have been even in the fall. So I might have been in college by then. So I, but, but, but my history with Pixar actually goes back a little bit before that. Um, my aunt is a writer. And she was uh, contracted to do some writing for this uh, computer graphics company in the the early '90s, and I had and she gave me a poster from this company. I wish I had it, but I have probably uh, on my wall growing up, probably from like 1991 or 92. I had a Pixar poster, um, like a promotional thing. So this is long before, probably long before they even had made animated shorts or anything like this it was a company that she had done a little bit of work for and they gave her this poster and i bet that poster is probably worth some money now but um, it's long it's long long gone but i have my history goes back with that although i will say i don't think i saw a pixar movie until probably i had kids i think we started to kind of go back Mm. and watch those because when you're like uh, back in 1995, like Toy Story was not something I was like, oh, I have to go see this. Although I remember it looked really cool when I would see ads for it, things like that. Um, one thing I'm wondering about um, on, on, on the walk over here, we were talking about movies in general. When is the first time you became aware of Pixar as a thing? Not a Pixar movie, but you're like, oh, I, I now understand Pixar as this movie group of movies made by this group of people or this studio. Uh, it was actually, it was shockingly recently, it was after I saw, uh, Luca. Like, it was during the, it was around late 2020 when I was getting excited for Luca. Um, because I hadn't, because there was like a big gap between, uh, when I was a kid, uh, and then then. Because I was like, when I was a kid, of course, like, you just, I had seen the Pixar logo on a couple of movies, but like... That was the thing for, like, most movies. You'd see, like, a Disney logo or a Pixar logo. But then, at that time, I had just recognized them as a movie-making company. Yeah, and same for me. It's, like, really recently, like, after Luca came out. Because when, before Disney Plus existed, we didn't have, like, a collage of every single movie made by this studio. It was just, was this movie made by Pixar or not? And I honestly didn't even know it was its own, like, studio until around when Disney Plus dropped. Sure, sure. So, um, what is it that draws you to pick to Pixar movies in particular? Maybe a way to think about this is there are plenty of other animation studios. I mean, there's um, I don't even know actually know the names of these, but like there's the people who make like the Shrek movies and the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball movie. Like, there's lots of movies aimed at kids that are doing computer animation type stuff. Um, but then Pixar is something special, right? What is it about Pixar in particular? Um, so as I said earlier, I think Pixar does the best job, like appealing to more ages. 
Like, I think for adults specifically, Pixar creates the most, like, watchable movies for them. And also the movies you mentioned, It's DreamWorks and Illumination. The ah, there you go. Um, but for me personally, uh, it's because, like, I don't know, they make a lot of good movies. <laughs> <laughs> they make the most consistently good movies, um, or at least in my opinion. And, yeah, that's kind of the thing. So, Levi, when we were talking at Easter, you ta- I can't remember the exact phrase you used, but you talked about, like, like sort of the Pixar magic, I'm putting this in quotes, or, the, or like the Pixar, f- it's not formula, but there's something about, like, like you talked about movies having that to a greater or lesser degree. Can you describe what that is? Um, I, I believe the term I used was the magic of Pixar. There we go. I was close. <laughs> um, and... Well, it's basically, like, because whenever you watch, like, one of Pixar's, like, masterpieces, uh, you can notice it. It's, like, the basically, it's kind of the basics in film. Uh, but to put it frankly, it's definitely the scenes you can notice. So there's a scene in A Good Dinosaur and a scene in Brave, and even though those movies aren't very good, um, where you can notice... Uh, just a, in a single scene, um, it features great directing, uh, it's integral to the story, basically everything that you could want in, like, film. Pixar captures basically what is the magic of film in the medium of animation. Can you think of an example of like a like a moment like an apex moment in a in mm-hmm. any Pixar movie where you're like this is this is where they're sort of firing on all yeah. cylinders like like what is do you have like a favorite moment where you what kind of where you see that magic playing out Um probably the final fight scene in the original Incredibles like you can see like they put like their best into it so it's got a lot of creativity it's got a lot of like still it still has like story elements even though it's a fight scene and the movie, like, wouldn't work without that scene. And uh, for me, it is another incredible scene, because I really love The Incredibles. Um, but it's the scene where uh, the airplane where uh, Elastigirl, um, Violet, and Dash are flying in to uh, get to Mr. Incredible, because he's stuck on the island, but they don't know that yet. Uh, Syndrome... Um, well, commences basically a missile strike on them. Uh, and uh, all that Mr. Incredible can hear uh, is Elastigirl talking. So, like, she was talking through the microphone. She was, like, requesting to land there because she didn't know that, that, um, that they were, like, villains. Um, and so up until this point, Bob hasn't really shown, or Mr. Incredible, hasn't really shown much interest in his family. Um, and this is the one moment where that changes. Mm-hmm. Um, so as the missiles get closer, um, and like through the radio, uh, Elastigirl is just shouting louder and louder. Uh, Mr. Incredible gets desperate, and then the missiles land, and in his mind, they're all dead. Um and then when they leave the room, Mr. Incredible just, then just starts crying. It's a really great scene and one of my favorites in that entire movie um, because it is incredibly integral to what happens in the future. I think it's interesting you point out that scene um, because I think, uh, and maybe this is something we can touch on, like what I think Pixar movies do really well is they also, 
you know, we can talk about The Incredibles, we can talk about action filmmaking, things like this, but then, but there is a kind of uh, heart at the the center of the best Pixar movies, if we're thinking about the Toy Story movies, um, any of the Pete Doctor movies, like like Up or um, Inside Out, things like that. Like these are movies that are not necessarily about like a bunch of action to grab kids' attention, but there there's a, a deeper sort of core to them. Um, I also had a question, kind of about about what you guys were talking about. You mentioned that there's also like one of those moments in like brave and the good dinosaur what is that moment do you think so in the good dinosaur and in brave and i'm considering these they're only actual good scenes the rest of their scenes like they have fine scenes they have bad scenes but these are the scenes that stand out uh in the good dinosaur uh there is a moment where arlo and um spot are talking well, Spot can't talk, that's the thing. Uh, they talk about each other's families using only sticks in the sand. Um, and the landscapes in the good dinosaur are like one of its very few strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's got, it's got really good landscapes. Um, so it's just like, if the rest of the movie was like that, I think it would be a really good, enjoyable movie because graphically it's really good. Um, but in this scene, uh, it shows emotion of both of the characters, uh, and it's completely dialogueless. And in Brave, uh, there's a moment where basically she, uh, Robin Hood's another person's arrow because, uh, the people from the other kingdoms are shooting, uh, archery, um, and like the winner is gonna get her hand in marriage. And she says, I'm shooting for my own hand. And then what she does is she pulls out her bow and then she, uh, shoots directly through another person's arrow uh, through the entire target and into the like wooden back of the target. Hmm. So are, are you guys drawn to – so I mentioned a couple – like the, I think the Pete Doctor movies in particular, like are these – I almost feel like he's making those for grownups. <laughs> like like in terms of the, the way they play with like um, kind of adults reflecting on their life. Think about a movie like Up – Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's a that's a gut punch at the beginning of that movie. And that is a lot about somebody sort of dealing with um, their memory, dealing with the with trauma, you know, in their lives or inside out is really about growing up. And again, I think that hits kids. I think that hits parents particularly hard as well. Are you are you drawn to those movies as well? Or is it more of, you know, is it more of kind of the. uh Incredibles action-y movie. Although, though, Incredibles also has all of... I mean, that's part of the magic you're talking about, is, like, they do all of that kind of all at once. Um, I would say that Up, in particular, is a very, very mature movie. And, like, I love the emotional movies, in my opinion, more. Ratatouille is my personal favorite, and it's not a super action, action-y movie. Um, and I think those movies, like, that's where I like it the most. Like, they focus on, like, a simple concept... And they still manage to get, like, a lot of depth out of it. Like, in Up, it's, like, the loss of a loved one. loved one, And they still manage to turn it into a really, like, surreal concept with, like, a house and journeying into this unknown forest. So, for me, uh, I really like the emotional Pixar movies. Um, one of the things about The Incredibles uh, being my favorite is that it is also, like, very emotional, like you said. Uh, it's not like those movies are devoid of it. But, like, I'd say there is a very interesting trilogy of pixar movies that like seem very related um that is coco inside out and soul 
which they're like these very introspective, uh, emotional and typically intellectual movies. Um, that are like geared, that you can tell that by concept they are geared a bit more towards adults. Um, but the thing is also like, there's like the writer, cause Pixar has like a series of different writers, you know, they have a lot of, uh, like any movie company, they're different people writing each movie. Um, and like Ratatouille and The Incredibles are written by Brad Bird. The thing about Brad Bird Pixar movies is that the dialogue and everything seems more geared toward adults, versus the rest of Pixar movies seems primarily for kids, but also able to appeal to adults. It seems kind of the inverted for Brad Bird. Yeah, it's interesting. I, mean, when you, I, I had forgotten about Coco. There's just the fun thing. There's so many of these movies that it's like, oh, yeah, Coco's a Pixar movie, too. I think about, like, Coco and Soul and Up, and, like, those movies are about death, right? Like, like, like that's – which is – kind of crazy to think about you know that 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 they are making these movies and not it's and they really are making them for children like do you remember do you remember seeing like a movie like up for the first time because i you know if you're 13 now imagining when you saw up how old were you and how did you how did you respond to that first 10 minutes i just didn't really uh understand it that much like so as a kid, I didn't understand, like, the scene um, or like, the wife is, like, sitting and she's very, like, sad. Like, of course, now that means, I know what that means. That means she had a miscarriage and, like, she won't be able to have, like, babies, um, which is, like, sad because they wanted kids. Um, like, I understood the death part of it as a kid. Like, you can tell there are just parts that I, I didn't really get as a child. Like, when I was seeing that, like, um, first part... I just kind of understood, oh, yeah, this is sad, and she died there, um, and, like, they're spending money during this part, um, but I didn't necessarily get uh, the emotion and probably what the filmmakers had in mind when making that movie. But that's part of the magic of it, too, is that you don't, as a kid, you don't need to know that, right, for mm-hmm. it to, uh, you know, for it to, for it to kind of play out i'm kind of curious if we expand this a little bit out from pixar we're thinking about you guys as movie watchers let's let's first start in just sticking with animated films are there other animated films beyond pixar like are there classic disney movies you like are there other things that just to kind of round you out in terms of your taste and things like that yeah so what i would say is for overall animation movies i think for disney i love encanto and moana because they sort of followed the same thing of, like, they have, like, the movie magic that we're referring to now because it doesn't just apply to Pixar. And for DreamWorks, I love, like, the Shrek movies, except for Shrek 3, um, and the How to Train Your Dragon movies. Those all have, like, the movie magic that we were talking about earlier. So, arguably, those those film companies learned from Pixar, too, a little yeah. bit. Like, 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 because the earliest movie you're talking about is Shrek, which I think is, like, 99 or 2000. Yeah. So, like, like we're, we're a couple films into Pixar at that point. So, they kind of set the template, maybe. Yeah. Um, how about you, Levi? Are there other, are there an, other animated films that you... Um, yeah, there are other animated films that I... Um, but, also, hang on, a quick thing... Uh, DreamWorks actually was kind of made, um, originally it was sort of made in a spite to Pixar. If you notice their DreamWorks very first movie is Ants, mm-hmm. which you'll notice mm-hmm. a, 
um, eerily familiar movie came out around the same time called A Bug's Life made by Pixar. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like movies that tend to round me out, Oz, we've got like Sony Animation. Um, I'm a fan of a few of their films, and it seems like they've been improving lately. I really like The Mitchells vs. The Machines and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, for DreamWorks, I really like the Shrek movies, minus the third one, the How to Train Your Dragon movies, um, Megamind. Um, and in terms of Disney movies, I really like uh, Lilo and Stitch, um, Hercules, and Hercules, Mulan, uh, Encanto, and Moana, and Wreck-It Ralph. Mm. What's you is, man? Animated movies? Yeah, animated movies beyond uh, beyond Pixar. Oof, I don't I don't know because I feel like most of the animated movies that I watch and that I like are Pixar. Okay. Because beyond that, like I don't really watch a lot more. So you don't go back to classic Disney? I mean, sometimes like okay. I really like Snow White. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think there there is something to. I mean, I would say my favorite Disney animated movie is one that you referenced when you were talking about Brave, and you said she pulls a Robin Hood. Disney's Robin Hood yeah. is my favorite animated movie of all time um, from from when I was a, from when I was a kid, um, and to this day, like that that movie goes down really easily. Um, so you know, and I think that has uh, yeah that 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 movie clicks with me in the way that. Um, some Pixar movies do as well. Um, can you think of, I mean, you mentioned Levi, um, Luca as a movie you were really excited to see. Like you were like, that was, that was, was that, was that the first like Pixar movie you were anticipating where you're like, you were aware a Pixar movie is coming and, and we're excited for? Uh, yeah, definitely. Luca was like, uh, I saw it. And I thought it looked really, really good. Um, I thought it looked, like, interesting. Um, And I don't know. I just, like, something happened in my brain. It just clicked with me, Um, uh, seeing, like, the trailers. And then, um, so I saw it was from Pixar, and I was, like, at that. That was the first time I saw, like, an ad for a Pixar thing that, that I, like, acknowledged in a while. So at that time, I that was just the first time I knew Pixar was a thing. Um, did the movie deliver? Yeah, the movie did deliver. I like. I wouldn't say Luca is definitely a really good Pixar movie, and it's one of my favorites. Probably like my third or second favorite. Um, and like, it wasn't what I expected. I actually expected something a little bit different, but like, it ended up being very interesting. It was a very like slice of life, a very fun Pixar movie. Interesting. That's one I haven't seen yet, so I'll, I'll mm-hmm. have to see it. How about you, Mark? Um, I remember, like, Pixar was, I was super hyped for that, especially since we saw, like, the original teaser, which dropped two days after Soul. So, that was, like, very early on. Most people hadn't heard of that. Most people didn't know that existed. So, we knew of Luca way, way before most other people knew. So... I mean, movie theaters are kind of in a weird liminal space right now in in sort of a COVID, post-COVID world. Um, Have you seen – I'm presuming you watched Luca on on Disney Plus, right? Yes. Have you seen Pixar movies in the theater? Yes. I believe – yeah, I saw the – way back when I was a little young on – I saw uh, A Good Dinosaur in theaters. Um. And I believe that's actually the only one, considering mm. uh, Luca, Soul, um, 
Ignoring Lightyear, all Pixar films since onward have not been in theaters. They've been exclusive to Disney+. Plus. Do you, do you think that changes anything? Like, like sitting and watching it at home, watching it whenever you want, rather than like the and, and maybe you know maybe with your age it's a little bit different. But like versus the event of like there's a movie coming out, I'm excited to see it. I'm going to go to a theater. I'm going to get my popcorn and I'm going to sit and watch on this big screen. Like, do you do you do you want experiences like that, or do you prefer the the kind of Disney Plus on demand kind of feel? Um, I think. A lot of people said that them not being in theaters actually hurt their performance, mm-hmm. which I disagree with just because theaters, like, didn't exist at the time these movies came out. Mm-hmm. So it would then, in theory, hurt all movies' performance at that window of time. Yeah. And I still think these movies did fairly well. And being able to watch them on demand, like, when they came out was actually really nice. Like, I hate, like, when a movie comes out, everybody's talking about it. Everybody's, like making videos on it if you're on youtube but i can't go see it i need to like i need to ask my mom if we can go to the theaters sometime but i like it when it's like it drops on disney plus first day so i'm not really missing anything because i can just watch it whenever i want mm-hmm. um for me i definitely like in terms of watching it at a house compared to watching it in a theater a theater is and this should be a no-brainer. Watching a movie in a theater is definitely considerably more enjoyable. Um, but the thing is, is that, like Mark said, uh, when it does, when it releases in theaters, and like I've made an effort to specifically, because uh, I watch a lot of people that like review movies, to ignore those people because I don't want to like have any like, because there's a lot of people that I agree with most of their opinions on. So, like, I don't want any, like, predetermined opinions going into it because that'll kind of alter your view on the film. Mm-hmm. So it has been kind of like an agonizing five days. I just want to go see Lightyear. Um, regardless if it's good or bad, I want to form my own opinion on it. So do you guys have plans to go see Lightyear soon? Or? Yeah, we're we're going to definitely try to see Lightyear soon just because we want to, like, have the knowledge of every single Pixar movie under our belt. Sure. And also, I've got big expectations for that one because... It's they've done a lot more marketing than usual, and it's actually dropping dropping in theaters this time. So I'm hoping it's going to be good. Um, well, we wanted we wanted to actually see Lightyear uh, yesterday, like night or afternoon before we did this podcast. We can say we've actually seen every current Pixar movie. When we get to some later episodes, you'll hopefully have seen it by then, and we can uh, yeah. we can we can include that in the mix. But it's kind of exciting to have. A Pixar movie to be excited about. Esme, do you can you think of any Pixar movies that you anticipated where you're like, I am aware of this movie coming mm. out? Because you've seen a lot of them in the theater, right? We're we're yeah. kind of movie theater people a little bit. I was bit. thinking about that. I've definitely seen multiple, but I'm not sure. Honestly, not really. I remember seeing ads for Toy Story 4 and thinking like, oh, I'm kind of excited for that. And then it was like a couple years later that it actually came out, so I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. I I will say my big thing with Pixar is I always 
will see the premise and think, oh, that doesn't sound very good. Mm -hmm. Like, I I have this, there's something where I'm like, I'm not excited about it. And then I watch them and I'm like, that was amazing. I get like super, I go, I go from "Eh, whatever to seeing it. And then I get incredibly excited um, about that. I want to close maybe on this question. And, And Levi, you had sort of spoken to this a little bit when we were talking about Up. Has your view of any Pixar movies changed as you've gotten older where it's like I thought about this one way when I was little and as I got older now it's like actually this movie has either improved in my head or has maybe decreased a little bit it's like oh I used to love that and now I watch it and it's it doesn't excite me as much as it used to um yeah there were some that changed pretty rapidly it's like onward I liked when it came out and like uh the thing is oh what are you talking about onward came out in 2021 that's like six months ago um <laughs> Well, now I don't really like Onward. Um, there are movies like The Good Dinosaur where, like, I was a very small child. And so, obviously, a very young kid, you would expect to, like, pretty much at least bare minimum like most flashy animated movies. You'd throw at them. Um, now, obviously, I dislike them. I remember uh, I liked Brave as a kid, and I also disliked that movie. I liked all the Cars movies as a kid, and I now <laughs> dislike all the cars movies. Do you think that's more you're just developing more of a critical sense as you watch films to be like these are this is the stuff like you can see the the seams or the problems with them that as a little kid you didn't or what do you what do you attribute that to? Uh I just attribute it to like I have cuz as a when you actively try to critique a film uh you will end up observing more and uh, mm-hmm. like paying attention to it a bit more like I th- like, some movies have actually uh, grown in terms of how much I like them. Like, I remember in 2018, when we were living with our uh, grandparents, uh, my big brother was, like, he watched Ratatouille three times back-to-back. Um, and I was like, why are you watching Ratatouille so much? It's just Ratatouille. Um, and now... I see how good Ratatouille is, and I'm just, well, yeah, that's perfectly warranted. I really like Ratatouille. And also, as a kid, I thought Incredibles was, um, I had barely seen Incredibles. I had seen, like, snippets of it, but I had basically seen the whole movie. And I'm like, yeah, Incredibles, that's a fine movie. And now I think it's the best Pixar movie, and it's my favorite Pixar movie and one of my favorite movies. So So they've grown to be kind of masterpieces, which I think both of those are. How about you, Mark? Um... What I would say is, again, with, like, the Cars movies and, like, The Good Dinosaur, as a child, basically any movie you watch, unless it's, like, an adult documentary, you're going to enjoy a thorough amount. Because, heck, you get to watch a movie, right? Yeah, you get to watch a movie. You get to spend, like, an hour and a half on a TV. But when you, like, actually take some time and look into the smaller details, you can see, like, flaws or advantages. Like, with Up, Up, I used to think was the worst movie ever. Because I didn't understand it. Like, as a child, I struggled to understand, like, the first ten minutes at all because there wasn't any talking. And, like, I didn't understand why the main character was so cranky or, like, the significance of his journey at all um, until I've gotten older and I got to watch it for a second time. And the same thing with Ratatouille. These movies are, like, so, like, they're almost adult movies because I couldn't really get what was happening until I had an older perspective on them. Um, okay, we're, we're going to close the show. Um, we're just going to go around the horn here. Um, 
if you had to watch, just like wherever you're at right at this moment, if you had to watch a, or got to, I not had to, got to watch a Pixar movie right now, what would be the movie you would pick to watch? Levi? The Incredibles. Mark? Ratatouille. Esme? Up. Uh, Sam? Uh, I think I might go Ratatouille. I kind of, that, that might be my favorite as I think about it. Although if I look at the list, I might talk myself into something else. But, but, uh, but Ratatouille, I think Ratatouille was one of the ones where I first realized like, Oh, these are even more than I thought they were. So I think that's a, that's a pretty special one. Well, guys, this has been a really great conversation. As I said, this is only the beginning. We have three more episodes coming out uh, over the next three weeks. Um, but that is all the time that we have for right now. So for Levi Berry, Mark Berry, Esme Mulberry, and I'm Sam Mulberry, uh, you have been listening to A Very Berry Pixar Podcast. See you next week. Bye.